Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Now we have our next uh, guests in the studio with us today. We've got uh, Beth Webster and Bill Scales, who are both authors of a book called Economic Innovation. Um, welcome to uh, welcome to the show. Uh, now, firstly, before we talk about the book, I think we just a little bit of background on yourselves because I think uh, as uh, we were we would mentioned earlier what we want to try and uh, understand a little bit of, is about the, the writing process and and actually you know your thoughts but but a little bit of background on you if, if that's possible to start off with um maybe we'll start with you beth uh just a little bit about yourself and and how you got got to where you are here okay and, thanks and very the much book. so i'm an economist who specializes in studying innovation systems technology science uh, intellectual property and how that affects the well-being of australians or people in the world and so I'm a professor of economics from Swinburne University, um, and that, that's pretty much me. So I maybe hand over to Bill to talk about himself. So I have a, a strange background. I started off my life as an apprentice fitter and machinist, as it turns out, and then uh, went into public policy uh, to run uh, what was called the button car plan. And then uh, after that, uh, went and uh, ran what's now called the Productivity Commission. So it's been a, a world of public policy. Right, okay. So where did this book come from? Wh- why have you done it? Um, and why have you collaborated with it? So w- we write and do research. I've got a research centre, about 20 people at Swinburne University. So we write a lot about technological innovations and how they've changed the world. Things like Wi-Fi, things like new, new cars, new systems, new new um, manufacturing industries. I write about them a lot and and I actually sat down and realised, well, actually, economists actually bring in a lot of changes, or I call them innovations, into the world that make a huge difference to our wellbeing as well. Um, And I'll give you a few examples. Medicare, the Pharmaceutical Benefits Scheme, um, the Job Network, um, Help, the Student Loan Scheme, um, the Old Age Pension, Sickness Benefits, um, and, and... that, you know, there's a very, very long list of new because, superannuation. Uh, yeah, yeah, but are, are you catching up with technology and then you think to yourself, well, we need to, to look further into this and work out well, what it means, you know, like with the economy and, and whatever. Is is that what how you do it or are you trying to uh, guess what's going to happen next? Well, so the study we, we Bill and I did is actually a retrospective study. It's looking at past things that uh, social reformers or economists have brought in to make the world operate better. Um, So Medicare is a classic example. Imagine the world without Medicare, whereby when you were sick, you had to pay out of your own pocket for all the costs. And so somebody who had a chronic illness or somebody who was born with some sort of um, uh, medical condition had to pay a huge amount um, out of their income. 
um, and you had no sort of insurance. You had no sort of public support for that yeah, sort of system. Yeah. So that's what the world was like right up until 1975 when Medicare was first introduced. So, But it was the work of a lot of social reformers and economists. Economists actually led the charge and did all the work behind it that brought it into place. So what we had done in the book is just say, well, hold on, let's look at... There's a lot of... Uh, these ideas, great ideas. Let's look at the struggle that people went through to bring them into the economy because that's a very good uh, way for us to learn how to bring in new reforms and new new ways of improving yeah. the world. And how do you yeah. write it? Um, Bill, maybe you can um, ask, answer this question. How do you write it so, so <coughs> people like myself and, and Neil have an understanding of where you're coming from and, and what, what you're actually telling us in this book? Well, the, the concept context of the writing of the book is actually interesting because I mean what motivated us to write this was it was a, a time in politics really of a couple of years ago where people were lamenting the fact that politics had lost, lost its soul that, <laughs> yes I'll agree to that and that <laughs> uh, politicians weren't interested in new ideas that politicians were sceptical about the possibility of change and reform and what we wanted to do was to be able to show historically that there had been men and women of goodwill that have spent a lot of time thinking about how society can can improve itself for the betterment of everybody. Yeah. And that politics needed to embrace that. Yeah. And we wanted to be able to show in a practical way that Australia was good at that, mm. that from Federation we could trace a number of important what we're calling economic innovations that were, for example, establishing organisations what were really important and have been really important now for decades. And to show that in a practical, downright, a, a, a clear way so that people would be inspired by that yeah. and put aside, if you like, the sceptics skept within the political environment. Yeah. So who who's your target audience with a book like this? You know, like, is it for the everyday person or is it people that are in interested in that world? Because I'm fascinated by this and I'm, I'm not really into, you know, the, you know, like the ins and outs of it all that, but I, I like to know what's going on in the world as well. Is it? aimed at me or is it you know like maybe uh, the politician you know like to to make them sit up and and take notice as well well it's actually aimed at both right for, for a start what we want to be able to show is that when people have cogent ideas clear and logical ideas if they're able to articulate that well enough then what will follow will be good public policy and good politics yeah and, and so everybody should be interested in that. Yeah. And Beth, what's the feedback been like? Is it, the book's out? It, it, it look, it's only just out. It's really published in 2023. So right. it's very, very new. Oh, okay. Brand new. Yep. But, but just getting back to your uh, original question, David, what we found is that the drive to bring in these new reforms and new ways of organising society can come from many different quarters. And sometimes the best ideas or the ones that actually succeed pull in people from all parts. They pull in the politicians because often you need a bit of legislation. Yep. They pull in the community groups. They pull in academia. Uh, they pull in, um, you know, trade unions. Media is very important often for getting ideas socialised and getting, getting ideas yep. taken up. Um, uh, so 
in terms of who, who are we trying to uh, address in the book, it's really anyone who wants to get a good piece of change through. And we've written it as a series of stories and vignettes, so ah. it's very success- very accessible. It's about okay. then they did this and they were opposed by these people. Right. But a lot of it's about, well, how do you mitigate your opponents? Because yeah. a lot of change, the ideas can often come quickly, but how do you socialise it, get the people who, who are going to benefit from it to understand what they've got to benefit from it. How do you mitigate the opponents? Because yeah. there are always going to be opponents. And, then, <laughs> and you know, just getting back to Medicare example, yeah. that was um, first touted just after World War Two, and it took three decades to actually get it through because the medical establishment and the, and the um, uh, insurance industry, health insurance industry opposed it vigorously. Yeah. It's socialism. It's going to interfere with people's special relationship with their doctor. It's going to undermine the world. It's mm. going to lead to deterioration yeah. in all, health. All that information oh. you'll have on me and yeah, yeah exactly yeah. big brother you know so so a lot of a lot of these stories are really about how how you convince people of these ideas which can sound abstract but have very concrete implications yeah and, and, and to us oh, sorry, oh, sorry no, i was just going to ask you because the mentioning that the process you went through the vignettes and everything mm-hmm. else was that a i suppose a conscious decision to do it that way because from from my from my standpoint, what that sounds like, it, it sort of takes it beyond the sort of the academic sort of yeah. piece, really, doesn't it? I mean, That's you know, you sort of then relating it. So when you <coughs> talked about trying, you know, making it accessible to everyday listeners, you know, readers, as well as you know, I suppose the academia and and the politicians, did, was that the reason you put the yeah. vignettes in the stories? And the, and the yes, it was. And so, for example, a, a contemporary uh, a story which we try, tried to write mm. was about, for example, around the NDIS. Yep. And the NDIS ah. is a wonderful innovation. Mm. But most people won't think about it as an economic innovation. Mm. And yet it is, mm. because it goes to the heart of how we improve welfare mm. yep. for a particular group of people. Yeah. And so we wanted to be able to help people to understand that you can redefine how you think about economic innovations. Mm. But then we also looked at, for example, the development of Australia's industrial relations system, yep. because clearly that affects everybody. But it didn't come out of nowhere. Mm. And we need to be able to understand both the origins and the way they developed Mm. so we can understand how they can develop better in the future. Mm. So these are small stories, if you like. There's 21 of them in the book. And they're small stories that people have found very interesting about reading. Yeah, and and also the amount of um, research um, you, you you would have to have done to uh, Beth. You know, like you've got your research centre, but this is separate. Absolutely. Uh, and um, and and do you find it fascinating? You know, like oh. look, looking back and talking about um, uh, you know the Medicare and it's um, mm. you know after the Second World War and and you know like, and how. We we find it hard sometimes with, with with changes, don't we? And 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 like it's just going crazy now. We're speeding down the freeway now, aren't we? Yeah. Look, we did a lot of primary research for it, which meant we actually interviewed a lot of people who were involved in the change. And just back onto the NDIS, the National Disability Insurance Scheme, that goes back to the 1960s. It was th- for first thought up okay. by a New Zealand judge Woodward. Wow. wow. Um, it was part of Gulf Whitlam's intended reforms until he got kicked out of office in 1975. It then sort of went underground. We didn't hear about it, but there were a lot of people working on it, getting the getting the evidence, getting the community support um, uh, involved, and then they, 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 they got the politicians involved uh, sort of further on down yeah. the track. Yeah. So it's very important to see that uh, often really good ideas get, don't get through the first time. Yep. 
You do need a coalition of willing people to, yeah, to carry and, through. And now, yeah. all of a sudden, um, you know, like there's a lot of bad players in, in, in that sort of world as well. I yeah. only read in today's age um, about a couple that have um, you know, like been pushed out of it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like it's evolving, isn't it? Uh, which is amazing. Yeah. Okay, so how can we get our hands on a, a copy of this book? Oh, well, it can, uh, it, it, it's actually uh, printed by Rutledge yep. and uh, it's called Economic Innovations, uh, Creating New Instruments to Improve Economic Life. Right. And, and if you go online, they can tell you how to, how to, how to purchase right. it. Right. Okay. Well, um, of course, all these, um, the details will be available again on the podcast. And, um, and thank you for coming in. And, uh, and Google is our friend on, on that front. Uh, and uh, I'm sure you'll find it there. But, uh, you know, like, there's obviously a lot of work that you put into a book like this. And, and it's good for us lay people to, you know, like be able to have a bit of an insight. So thank you. Thank you, David. Thank thank you. Thank you. Thanks, David. Thanks. 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 Thank you so much. We've been talking to Beth Webster and Bill Scales here on Joy 94.9 Sunday Art. Joy 94.9 is a GLB TIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.